a lot of the concepts we bring to bear in the book and that I used on a regular basis when teaching student veterinary nurses, those are concepts that were first discovered, debated, discussed by what we refer to as human nurses, because the concept of nursing is the same irrespective of the nature of the patient. Welcome to the VN Times podcast. I'm VN Times editor Rachel Buzzle. For this episode, I'm joined by Linnea's Chief Nursing Officer Andrea Jeffrey and RVN Sue Badger, who have both spearheaded many initiatives over the years to benefit the role of the vet nurse and support the profession. Andrea and Sue join me to talk about their new book, Professionalism and Reflection in Veterinary Nursing, a project that was more than 10 years in the making, which they hope will support the evolution of the role of the professional RVN and equip VNs to contribute to the ongoing development of a professional identity. Firstly, I'd like to thank you both so much for joining me today. You're both here to discuss your new book, Professionalism and Reflection in Veterinary Nursing, published in the summer of 2022. Would you like to tell us a bit more about it? Yes, um, I'd love to talk about it because I think it's a very interesting book, but then I would, wouldn't I? And I think it's something that is important for veterinary nurses in the UK at this point in their professional development. I think it's important to think in terms of the progression of veterinary nursing from the 1960s to this point in time and how much it's developed over the fairly recent, the last decade or so. And whilst there's been lots of progress, shall I say, on the clinical skills, the nursing skills, the understanding of the ethos behind those aspects of veterinary nursing, There's been very little, in fact, I would hazard a guess and say next to nothing about the philosophical aspects that underpin a profession. And we talk about ourselves, we think about ourselves now very much as a profession and quite rightly too. And I'm always very interested to note that when I read the veterinary literature, Vet Times, VN Times, that people that write in or people that write about the professions think about them as being part of an industry rather than a profession, which I would probably have to take issue with because I do feel very strongly that we have a professional ethos. Obviously, veterinary surgeons do, just as medics do, and veterinary nurses do, just as what we call human nurses do. And that's the aspect that both Andrew and I felt was missing when we first thought about the bright idea of writing a book And that was some time ago. It was, oh dear, I dread to think how long ago it was, but probably 12, might even be 15 years ago. And speaking for myself, I felt at the time that we were not far enough along the path towards professionalism, that we needed a book of the nature of the one that we've developed and published. And now, because of the significant changes that have taken place and the immense progress, actually, I have to say, that's taken place within veterinary nursing. And that's something that I I view from the the sidelines to a great extent because I took early retirement some 10 years or more ago now, but I'm obviously still interested and I'm still on the register. 
And I, what I have seen, and, and Andrew will be able to speak more knowledgeably about this because she's still very much in the profession, I have seen such significant progress that I find it quite heartwarming that veterinary nurses have developed a sense of themselves that there's a confidence that didn't exist when I was a student veterinary nurse or trainee, as we were called then. We were considered to be handmaidens, actually was the term, because there were no male veterinary nurses at that time. And we were considered to be an extra pair of hands and and really not much more than that. We did as we were told. Now, if you look at veterinary nursing as a profession today, uh, that bears no resemblance, quite rightly, to uh, what it did in my early days back in the last century. I didn't realise the book had been quite so long in the making. I mean, just in the time I've been VN Times editor, the changes and just how much the profession's picking up pace has been incredible. So I can only imagine the things you both witnessed over the past 15 years while working to put this book together. That's incredible. So you both have and you continue to have high profiles in the VN profession. I have no doubt our listeners will know your names very well. You've both spearheaded great movements and initiatives in your time. How have your experiences over the years influenced you when you were deciding to write this book? Well, I think, as you said, it has been a long time in the making. And I think, you know, Sue's saying that actually at the point that we thought we needed something, we weren't at the point in the profession where it would be needed or seen as something that people would want. And actually, interestingly, you know, we we started drafting chapters really early on and actually they've been binned because when you read what was originally planned and what we've done now is the times have changed. And so, so the content of the book and the the authors that we considered really thoughtfully about who the contributors would be and what the content would be, it really does demonstrate that nursing as a profession beyond just thinking about the clinical doing of, of the role. And that, that's not to say that that's obviously not an incredibly important part, but there are lots of books available around that aspect, whereas this was a book to say, this is where the profession has advanced. This is the sort of information that we believe is important to you as a professional or as a student to grow your own sort of professional persona, really. Mm. I was going to say, it's certainly a unique take of something to write about, because I certainly haven't seen any publications along these lines before for veterinary nurses. So I do think it's incredibly unique. And I think it will be really useful as well to veterinary nurses out there. I know you two have known each other for many years. So could you tell us a bit more about how the partnership came about and how you started the process of putting this book together? It's a difficult one because obviously it started so long ago and, and I'm so old now that I can hardly remember. But um, I would say, well, of course, Andrea and I worked for, and I don't know how many years, Andrea, now, but uh, we worked for some years together running veterinary nursing at uh, University of Bristol at Langford uh, and had many happy times and enjoyed teaching students for the most part. And in fact, no, 99.9% of the time, we loved teaching the students. But talking to the students, thinking in terms of the feedback that they gave us, how their experience as student nurses in practice, because obviously, as you appreciate, 
particularly once we became a degree, the, the good significant part of the, the four years of that degree was spent out in practice, working at the coalface. And they obviously came back to see us on a regular basis. And a lot of that feedback demonstrated to me, certainly probably did to Andrew as well, that, that things were changing. And we both felt that it was important to write some sort of, I hesitate to call it a seminal text, but something that gave a sense of a profession that was, if you like, in its teenage years almost. We progressed from the early days that I've just alluded to when I was a a trainee nurse. And um, that sense of a discrete profession of veterinary nursing was beginning to form. And we wanted to document that, but also to think in terms of what was going to be necessary for the future. What were the important aspects of being a professional, of being a veterinary nurse that we needed to think about and build into uh, the training of veterinary nurses, be it within the practice or uh, as an undergraduate, that were going to be important stepping stones for the further development and maturation, shall I say, of the veterinary nursing profession. The sort of thing that I'm thinking about now we have a sense of identity which is built into things like the taking of an oath at a graduation ceremony and the fact that rather than veterinary practices being all about the veterinary surgeon, all about the vet, now they are about uh, uh, people talking in terms of a team of professionals and a team of individuals that all contribute towards animal welfare, support of the clients, etc. And not just the veterinary nurses and the vets, but also receptionists, etc. So there's a much more democratic approach to the care of veterinary patients nowadays, I would say. We've spoken about the changes over the years and how much in recent times, especially, things are changing for vet nurses. So the release of the book, it's very timely considering the intense focus on the role of the veterinary nurse right now. Obviously, we've had the BVNA Protect the Title campaign. RCVS VN Council have released the new definition of the VN role. So there's so much focus on that right now. How do you feel the book can equip nurses to contribute to the ongoing development of the VN role? Well, I think, you know, Sue's touched on this a lot already, but I think that the point about the different chapters within the book, there is obviously the common theme of the veterinary nurse as a professional running through each of those chapters, but each of them is actually sort of defining different aspects of of the profession and, you know, looking at the nurse as a professional the role of reflective practice in being a professional, you know, whether you're reflecting right in the middle of doing something or afterwards, but the CPD that we now do and the way in which we log that, we have to think about why we want to do that, how we reflect on that. And so Sue's chapter about just reflection, again, that's not something that we've seen published up until now, but is really important as part of being a profession. The area around sort of advocacy for our patients and then the role of the nurse in 
in that conversation with the client and recognizing the importance of that right through to nurse educators and you can, you might think about that chapter and think well you know why is a student nurse might I want to know about this but it's actually about learning styles teaching styles understanding sort of conscious and unconscious bias thinking about the ways in which we learn and develop and that doesn't just apply when we're a student and it is not just relevant to somebody who's going to go into teaching that's about us and our own personal professional development through the whole of our careers and then the structure of the chapters as well was very important was all about nursing providing that evidence base to our practice and again being part of that professional but all of those things when we're thinking about protection of role and protection of title all of those things actually help with defining what a veterinary nurse is that means that it is so important not only just through our code of conduct where we say we shouldn't knowingly call somebody a veterinary nurse that isn't a veterinary nurse but actually that the public have confidence and from an animal welfare perspective this is this professional group and this book helps to build that professional identity that sets us aside to say this is what a professional veterinary nurse looks like and does and behaves versus somebody who could call themselves a veterinary nurse but has absolutely none of that training, education and professional identity. Going back to the question that you asked, the reason I supposed that Andrea and I sat down and thought about the uh, the concept first of all, and then uh, brought it to fruition, there's a much more down to earth reason that it was the two of us, and that's that because we worked together for quite a long time at Langford, we have very different but compatible personalities, and so. I wrote the chapter on reflective practice because I'm one of the world's best reflectors. I can reflect all day about things, whereas Andrea is very much the person that pushes things on and gets things done. So that worked very well for us from a purely pragmatic point of view about getting the book compiled and written. And we're also very lucky that... uh, Andrea was instrumental in getting quite a few of our contributors on board. We have, I think, a very nice mixture of very experienced, long-standing veterinary nurses who can bring all of that experience to bear within their chapters and young, enthusiastic, maybe less experienced, but um, very bright nurses whose enthusiasm was all pervading. And so you have that lovely, what I think, and perhaps I, I shouldn't be so positive about our book, but that lovely combination of experience and enthusiasm. And I'm very proud of that. Sounds like a wonderful combination. And I think it's things like that that make collaborations such as this work. You know, you each bring in your unique skills and your passions. And that's what makes something like this work, I think. So it does. It sounds amazing. You've already said like the book covers everything from politics around veterinary nursing over the years, the role of RVN in society to the RVN's role in evidence-based practice. So would you say this book is vital for all vet nurses, including SVNs? Should they have this in their collection? I feel like I know what you're going to say, but... <laughs> what we're going to say, buy our book, it's essential. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, I think we are biased. So um, both 
and again, I, I speak for Andrea here, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Andrea, but um, I would say that because, as you pointed out, it is at this point in time, I would imagine that it is unique as a reference source. And so therefore, it does have a place on most shelves. And it's equally important for student nurses as for experienced, qualified nurses. And not just in the UK, but many of the issues are global issues. So it'd be nice to think that our colleagues across the Atlantic and veterinary nurses in Europe and Australia, they would see it as a useful resource too. And that's important. It's important to say that just as they might be able to learn from us, because in many respects, veterinary nursing in the UK is more advanced than perhaps elsewhere in the world, a lot of the concepts that we bring to bear in the book and that I used on a regular basis when teaching student veterinary nurses, those are concepts that were first debated, discovered, debated, discussed by what we refer to as human nurses, because the concept of nursing is the same irrespective of the nature of the patient. So nutrition is important. It doesn't matter whether it's a cat, dog, an injured soldier in the in the Crimea. Nutrition is all important, as Florence Nightingale maintained, uh, having fresh air and a view, all of those psychological aspects of nursing, which she first discussed in her book, those are just as important to veterinary patients today and always have been and always will be. And that's, I think, a very important point to make with respect to how veterinary nursing has advanced. It's not just about the all-important element of being professional, of being a standalone, discrete profession in our own right. It's about the fact that we are now able to understand and recognise and employ those aspects of nursing to the benefit of our patients. And I think I'd just add to that is that actually... Sue will know I'm going to say this, but when we think about our patient, it's why we've got the client piece in the book and the advocacy, as well as all of the things you might expect in the book, is that actually... When I think about a patient, you can't separate. I know you could if it was a, a working animal or whatever, but on the whole, our domesticated pets come with a client too. And that sort of holistic approach to nursing, and it, it's not just about the animal, it's about understanding the animal, but also that dynamic with the client to get the best for the patient in terms of the care that we're able to give them in the practice, but also in the home environment, I think is so important. Absolutely. Well, you've been talking, I just think to myself, my goodness, it sounds like a kind of book as well that, you know, just the general public could do with seeing. Just, you know, obviously, I'm not a vet nurse. I work closely with you all, but I'm not a vet nurse. And I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, this would be a book that actually would be very useful or something like it for pet owners to actually see as well. So I do wonder whether it would be of use to be sat in some practice waiting rooms. Because there is just so much, isn't there? There is so much to it. And it sounds like this book will really help people. I mean, you all already know it, but it just really cements the important work vet nurses are doing. I would agree with you in the respect that just as the veterinary professions have progressed over the last few decades, especially, so 
the expectations of society have changed. And it's not a case of the old, what should I call it, patriarchal system where the vet would tell you what to do or the medic would tell you what to do and you would follow those instructions slavishly because they were, quite rightly, they were the experts and therefore you did as you were told as a client. Nowadays, there's much more of a sense of it being a team effort as I already alluded to with respect to the veterinary team. But also, it's very important to point out that the client is an important part of that team as well. And so you are bringing the client along with you rather than telling the client what to do. And if for whatever reason they're non-compliant with your instructions, giving them a good dressing down because they haven't done it properly. It's about making sure that you enable them to perform, uh, give the tablets, put the cream on, whatever. The client's an important part of the whole relationship now. And that's a real sea change in how we view the role of the client and have an expectation of the client. And the client has an expectation of us as veterinary nurses and as vets that we are not going to patronise them. Mm. We're not going to talk down to them. We're not going to tell us what to do, but give us very little in the way of explanation. We are actually, um, as clients, we have an expectation that we're paying for a service. So therefore, we need to get what we feel we need to get out of that relationship. And that's a much healthier relationship. Today's veterinary practice stroke client relationship is much healthier than it used to be. But equally, it does raise a number of issues. We still talk in terms of the difficult client. Difficult in inverted commas, because one person's difficult client is another person's vocal client, perhaps. So there are challenges that vets and veterinary nurses have to deal with in modern society and in modern veterinary practice. And I could probably talk for a considerable time about those issues as I see them from both sides, from both the client side and from the practice side. But it's important that vets, and as far as we're concerned in the context of this talk, veterinary nurses appreciate what their role is. And so a book like ours, I I would like to hope, does give the opportunity for thought and discussion about that much more complex role that veterinary nurses have nowadays. Yeah, I believe it will do that. (laughs) I think it really will do that. So we will talk about this more in VN Times. So anyone listening, please keep an eye on future issues of VN Times because we will be looking at this book a bit more. But I would like to thank you both for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I'm very excited to see more of this book. I think it's going to be a fantastic addition to anyone who's listening to any of their shelves. And just thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. Thanks. Thanks.